0: Hey, welcome back to Aquarian Times. This is Julia Birnbaum. <clears throat> it's wednesday october twenty eighth and we're this is episode seven of Aquarian Times. So welcome back. Thank you again for joining me. Um, so if again, if you have not been tuning in to the previous episodes, I'm <clears throat> doing a project right now that I'm calling twenty one. Hidden root causes of disease, and um, just a little little review here is: I'm. I wrote a list of 21 hidden, um, <laughs> just like the list says, hidden root causes of disease. So what that means is, I have uh, 21 possible places you could start to look if you can't figure out why you aren't well. If you are unwell, and and that runs the gamut <clears throat> from physically unwell, emotionally unwell, mentally unwell, spiritually unwell. If you're unwell in any of those categories, or all of them, or some of them, um, and sometimes if you're unwell in more than one category, it gets a little overwhelming. And that's why I came... I put this list together um of, you know, 25 years of my own personal experience and study and research and working with practitioners to find um little doorways into how you can start to unravel the the or find the breadcrumbs to find your path back to health because as we know or as as you may know um, of the term called a healing crisis. So it's a very interesting term. And what it means is, you know, when we have a health crisis, um, it's sort of like the beginning of this long journey sometimes where we see one specialist and then we see another specialist and then we ask a friend and they tell us something. And it leads us down this like kind of goose chase, this wild goose chase for the root. Cause You know, what is causing this problem? What is wrong with me? You know, what is happening to my body, to my mind? And, um, you know, there are, again, um, well tread paths. And there are less well tread paths. And I have been, as far as I'm concerned, treading a less um, trodden path. And it has taken me down <clears throat> some pathways that, you know, were not easy to find and, and actually delivered answers. And they were sort of hidden little trapdoor pathways. And I, you know, it it wasn't just obvious where I could look to find answers. So that's what I'm doing here for you is um, if you're Um, tuning into this podcast or however else you're getting my content, um, I'm offering a way to find answers from my own experience. So let us begin with this topic today, which is about diet. And oh my gosh, as we know, this is a whole industry. Um, But why diet? Um, so it's it's interesting, I, it harkens me back to a time, probably at least 10 years ago, if not, if not more, gosh. Um, but let's just say it's been a it was a while ago. And someone said to me, Oh, I healed myself through diet. And that was like the most foreign concept to me at the time. It was like, how 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 could diet affect your your mood and your brain. And I mean, call me ignorant, but um, I didn't, I didn't have those tools back then. And I didn't, I didn't have those correlations. I didn't understand. Um, And so as it happened, it took me a long time to really answer that question for myself, which is really what the healing journey is about is this is your journey. This is you Making information relevant to you, not from what somebody else says or somebody else told you, but how can you find your way to that answer and um, integrate a missing part of you that didn't somehow pick up that information, you know, um, previously. And again, you know, if you if you listen to my ancestry uh, podcast. Um, these things didn't start with us, you know. It's, there's a long lineage of how we came to think the way we think and um, be exposed to the things that we are exposed to and such. But um, so today we're going to talk about diet, and um, that this is a this is a large topic, of course. And I I just want to say that um, I feel again I've been on a long journey of this myself. And I'm I'm kind of like sifting through, I have notes here, but I'm sifting through some more possibilities of things to say that are coming up right now. So let's begin there. Let's begin where my intuition is taking me. And um, which is to say, um, especially for the females in this culture, this is a double... Um, this is a loaded topic because not only not only do we have diet food, but we have body image attached to sometimes preventing us from um, nourishing ourselves in the ways that we need to, and that is a huge huge, huge factor in getting fed, getting nourished through um, food, and to also have the misconception that food is not important, but it perhaps is the enemy. (laughs) Um, And if you grew up that way, if you thinking, thinking that, um, of course, you're not alone as a woman. And um, it's a very sad thing. It takes many years to unravel. Sometimes, you know, sometimes the height of it is in our teens. Um, you know, the the eating disorders develop, um, and whether it be, um, you know, on the on the more on the starvation spectrum or the over consumption spectrum, or the, you know, of course, there's eating and purging, um, overeating and starving. So those are the those are the three. Sort of common, um, you know, dysfunctional uh, patterns we can develop with food, and of course, there's probably more. But um, so right, right, right away, and I know this does affect men too. So I don't want to exclude men who have had issues with food and with um, body image and an eating disorder, as it as it were. But um, it's. You cannot have a safe relationship with food if you are consumed with a dysfunctional relationship with it um, and with your body and with a misconception about um, taking in nourishment and how that could actually perhaps be, um, you know, causing you, harm in in the way that it would make you fat or, um, or perhaps, you know, on the other end using, you know, the, the only control that you have in your life is to restrict, um, you know, food and, um, then go into this cycle of de- deprivation. And <clears throat> so, um, a few years back, I, I did a mental health first aid training, and it was very interesting. Um, they had, you know, the classic mental health uh, disorders listed, but it was the first time that I had ever seen an eating, eating disorder listed on a mental health, as a mental health disorder. And this was, I think this was back in 2012. It wasn't terribly long ago. Um, and that really struck me, because I know... If you're familiar with what's called the d s m or the diagnostic um oh my god it the diagnostic statistic uh, i can't think of the s manual it's um i can't think of what the s stands for suddenly but it's how they what they use to diagnose um people with the multitude of disorders that we now have um but it 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 you know there's a new version every year i believe and they keep adding <laughs> the disorders <laughs> They even have, you know, internet use in there now and it just keeps growing. And, but, you know, not that I believe in diagnoses like that. Um, I don't think it's as black and white. And, um, but I guess what I'm saying is I find it interesting as they do add, uh, you know, because like, for instance, having an eating disorder be a mental health um, disorder mental illness that I I never heard that before um and so I think that was more recently added or quote-unquote discovered or you know um by the people in in these professions you know who make these rules and categorize uh, categorizations so the truth is is I wholeheartedly agree that um that you know, another term for it is is body dysmorphia. Um, that it is a mental dis, um, disorder in the way in it, that it affects your mental health. And, and again, these are all kind of buzzwords, and I I want this to be open for interpretation. I don't I don't want to be pigeonholed by some of the words that I'm using. Um, there's only so many words we can use to talk about things, so. But the truth is is that yes. Um so so what it comes down to is if we are not eating well, if we're not if we're not getting the right nutrients, if we're eating the wrong things, we will literally have will will it'll affect our cognitive functioning and create mental um issues and problems and distortions. And so I just want to start right there. Um that that is a that's a big, big uh, problem and a big um, maybe misunderstanding that when people get diagnosed, it could be as as literally as easy as looking at their diet. I mean, as complex as looking at their um, their self-image, which is complex, but that the fact that, you know, um, th- that they have, you know, refused to eat for you know, like, you know, skip only eating two meals a day, or um, whatever it is, you know, restricting their caloric intake and such, that will, that will affect your, your ability to think, um, to function, your energy levels, etc. So um, I think that's super, super important to get across, um, when we're educating on this topic. And, so when i when it comes to food um I like to talk about three things, and that is what to eat, when to eat, and how to eat <laughs> so all those things are really important and 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 then we have you know the the what which is like again the huge huge um topic, but I want to start there so let's start with when to eat. Um, I'm a big fan of having three meals a day minimum, you know, um, the body needs regular fuel. And if you're awake for how many hours in a day, and you have to eat every three or four hours, you know, you need at least three meals a day to keep yourself going. And I think that's, um, you know, I know that there's fads going on with, um, you know, I think, what is it called? Intermitt- intermittent fasting. I think that's maybe for a very short term. I I think that's, it can be dangerous to get in a pattern of, of doing those things. It depends on what you need. So that's one thing. Um, and then I also, I have to tie in right away the fact that I studied Ayurveda, which is the East Indian companion, health science, meaning science of life. And it's a whole health system. And they categorize uh, uh, people, different people into three different constitutions, dominant constitutions. And again, oop, a whole nother whole nother podcast. But um, a lot of people have heard of this by now, but I I'll say it, I'll just kind of go over it briefly, which is the three constitutions are what's called Vata, Which is an, and these are the elements. These are um, uh, combinations of the five elements. So the five elements being earth, fire, water, air, and ether. Earth, fire, water, air, and ether. And those are universal elements. And those are the only elements that make up um, our entire reality. So they're, you know, they're as true here as they are in Japan, as they are in costa rica as they are you know in uruguay or wherever they're they're a constant and so they can be applied across you know um cultures and um so the three constitutions are vata which is ether and air combo uh pitta which is fire and uh fire and water combo and um Kafa, which is earth and uh water so um yeah so so basically we have those three different dominant types of people and of, you know most often people are are two have two um dominant constitutions are called doshas. So vata, dosha, pitta, dosha, kapha, dosha. Um, So most people will have a predominance of two of those, you know, elemental constitutions that they are more dominant in. So um, like a vata, pitta, or a kapha, vata, or a pitta, vata, so many different combinations. But the first one would be the the most imbalance, and then the secondary would be the second, you know, secondary imbalance. And uh, so when looking at um, different people, I would not ever um, recommend the same diet across all spectrums, because we have different needs, we have different, vastly different constitutions. Um, So we could have someone who's predominantly Earth. Uh, water um, they're going to be you know larger uh, you know bigger framed bigger in size Um, and then we can have a vata person who is like more of a waif kind of wisp wispier frame you wouldn't give them the same diet because they had different needs so the kapha for instance the kapha say if you were looking at bacon okay now you might tell the kapha person to eat less bacon because they already have enough, um, meat and fat, you know, on their frame. And then you would tell a Vata person, then they might need to eat more bacon because they need a little bit more meat and a little bit more fat on their frame. Um, and also in their, um, not just their frame, but down into their tissues and, you know, um, so a Vata person is, I get the wispier frame is dealing with depletion, um, kind of just genetically. And so it is um, recommended for a, a vata person to eat heavier things, you know, like they can they can eat the whipped cream and the cream cheese and the, um, you know, the bacon and the the heavier stuff, you know, and then the kapha person, you will want them, you know, t- getting off those things and eating more a little bit lighter like salads and um juices you know fresh juices and uh and again it depends on their particular um constitution because each constitution in in the school that i learned has around about six what are called um gunas which is a qual- which guna means quality so you could have a vata um cold or a vata dry. And then there's variations of those. Um, and so if you had a, a dry person, you would give them, you know, hydration and oils, and uh, soup, and make sure they had a lot of water content in their, um, in their food and oils to um, mitigate the dryness. And if they were cold, you would obviously give them warming and, um, more nourishing, um, sort of, uh, buffering, right? Like more, more fats, more, um, even some, you know, a little bit of heat, maybe a little bit of peppers or, um, something, you know, little, little spices, you know, to, to get them to warm, warm up. So <clears throat> using the, um ayurvedic system the uh elemental system we're always looking to go toward our opposite um so the opposite element and the opposite um again hot cold wet dry so you know if we're if we're dealing with too much hot we're going to want more cold if we're dealing too much wet we're going to need more dry and this is this is just it's a it's a fabulous way to work with people um and to to start to narrow down what is actually good for them for their particular diet because again it's different for all of us and um and so you know if you're looking at say fat, some of the fad diets or you know that you may have heard of like paleo uh which is you know the kind of the an- ancestral diet eating um you know, meat, meat, and roughage or um, vegetables, and a little bit of no grains or very li- very little grain, and you can have some a little bit of seeds in there, and just a little bit of nuts, you know, but not very much. <laughs> um, it's kind of a clean, kind of a clean diet way to go, um, and then you know we have our the vegan diet. Which of course is no dairy, no animal products whatsoever, um, no meat, no dairy, um, and and keto, which is close to the paleo diet, but includes a lot more fats. They're they're big on the fat, and uh, of course vegetarian. Um, so there's all these different types of diets, and it, it really, you know, I would say find out what your constitution is, find out what your body needs. And then go from there, because that's a really smart way to do it, and um to know what you're deficient in and what you need more of, and what you need less of, right so that's i am a I'm a big fan of of Ayurveda in that way, um, and you know i can I'd be happy to you know meet with you and, and we could we could talk about your constitution it's It's very fascinating and very helpful. So, um, so that's super important. So let's get back to, uh, let's say we went from when to eat, right? We talked about, um, yeah, so eating at least three meals a day. And then again, if you're like a Vata person and you're more with a more wispy or thinner frame, you might need four meals a day. You might even need five small meals a day. You know, the in the morning, and then three throughout the day, and then one before bed. Um, you you might not be eating; the the portions might be smaller, or they might be, they might not in a certain way, because um, you need, a, the, you know, if you're in a depletion, uh, which again is genetic, because um, your constitution is genetic. It comes from your, it's your blood. It's it, it's your blood viscosity. It's your blood. It's your pulse rate. Uh, pace and viscosity, um, which comes from your parents, a mixture of your parents and your, your lineage. So again, if you were smaller in frame, um, you just need to consume more calories throughout the day. And uh, yeah, it it may, it may feel like a chore, but for some, for some of us, it it may, um, that we just have to keep, keep on going back to the trough and, you know, just keep on eating because <laughs> that's what you got to do is stay alive. <laughs> um, and even before bed, so you don't wake up in the middle of the night hungry and that kind of thing. And then um, again, for some people, <laughs> the opposite would be true. So if you have more kapha, and I haven't really talked a lot about pitta actually, but pitta is the fire element. And pitta actually um, is is very common in this culture. We have a lot of pitta, a lot of fire fiery people, fiery energy and elements. Um, and you know, that, that will look like, um, oftentimes over-exercising, um, or, uh, you know, the pitta has usually kind of a stable, more body weight. Um, but you know, they will have more inflammation issues and they will have to stay away depending on their guna, their quality of the pitta, um, quality of their fire, which could be sharp or, um, hot or oily. Um, there's different qualities of, of fire, um, and, or pitta element. And, uh, that would, those, you know, those people, the, the pitta types are, um, they can, you know, they, they do have to stay, you know, well fueled and, they burn. Sometimes they can burn the ener- the food really, the energy really clean, and sometimes they can um, require more food. So, again, so if and again, if you are kapha, um, you might not want to eat right before bed, and you might want to eat later in the morning. So, again, no two no two um, constitutions will be the same. And even across, like, no two pitta people are the same, exactly. Um, they might, they have variations. And, um, you know, uh, so, yeah, it, it really depends. Um, so when we're talking about what to eat, we talked about when to eat. Um, oh, let me just say another thing I, um, about when to eat. Um yeah, I think it's important to, you know, to be healthy is to space out, you know, to, to the the meals slightly, right? I mean, you don't want to be eating all day, you want to give yourself room to digest. Um, if you have, hopefully there's an exercise, um, you know, an element of exercise in your day and you want to make sure that you're, you know, have a more of an empty, emptier belly, not not, you know, not deprivation empty, but that you don't have a lot of food in your belly when you're exercising, um, that you have hopefully eliminated um, the food in your gut before you take on your exercise. And that's more comfortable for the body um, when we do that. And um, so all, things, all these things are really important. Um, and they will, um, you know, because regulating our digestion... The opposite end of this of the conversation of food, of course, is elimination. <laughs> uh, of course, we don't talk about that as much in our culture openly, but you know, we have what co- what goes in, and then we have what comes out. And in Ayurveda, um, digestion is the seat of of health. I mean, if you if you do not have good digestion, that's a big red flag about your your body, the level of toxins in the body, your body's ability to, um, me- metabolize and, um, and yeah, in the way that your body releases, um, toxins and, uh, you know, cause we, ha- we have on the end of the, um, elimination spectrum, of course we have the, um, the difficult elimination. Then we have the two free elimination. So the constipation or the diarrhea, and of course there's variations in there. Um, but when um, the way that we eat, sorry, and I'll get to that next. But when we eat is going to affect when we eliminate, right? So we want that to be regular. We want and. You know, it's it's called our agni, our fire, our fire in our belly. That's our digestive fire. So we want to honor that little. It's like think of it like a little flame of, say, a candle down in the low belly, and it's like it it cooks up the material that you that you send down through your esophagus into your gut, right, and to your belly, and goes through the whole, um, you know. Uh, ingestion process and then it cooks there in the gut and um, and then there's the elimination process which you know doesn't always go um, perfectly for some of us depending on how we are consuming and when and how and what. So those all you know you may think oh I'm not Eliminating properly, I have to change what I eat. You may be eating the right things, but you may be eating at the wrong times, or you may be eating in the wrong way. <laughs> so um so let's let's reverse here, or not reverse, but just go back a couple steps, yeah, back. We talked about when to eat, and now I'm talking about what to eat. Um, which we did talk a little bit about, um, depending on your constitution, what you're going to eat. I'm obviously can't cover um, you know, I can't prescribe a diet here for any one person um today in the podcast, but uh generally speaking, um across the spectrum, we obviously we know the things that are bad for us, and I talked about this last week in the toxins podcast. So generally across the board, you know, we don't, there's things that we should eat and things that we shouldn't eat. And we don't want to be eating a lot of, we don't want to be eating a lot of sugar. And I personally have not had any sugar. It's been, oh my God, I think almost, has it been almost two years? It'll be two years in January that I stopped eating sugar. And I could, I, I have reasons that I did, that I stopped, health reasons and i don't miss it a, a bit i've had um a little bit of agave here and there maybe a little bit of coconut sugar in something but no no sugar no white sugar and uh there were maybe two or so exceptions in two years period of time but i mean like i don't eat sugar <laughs> that's people in my life know that and um and i i have i have only vastly improved my um, physical health my digestion my skin my you know maintaining uh, my weight different things Um, I'm so grateful that I did that and the longer you you do that the more streamlined your system becomes so just so you know it's possible and um, there are substitutes like I said because it's not good to take that sweet element out of your life completely at the beginning I, I did that and that doesn't work actually. Um, so (laughs) that just brought me to another, another thought. Um, but let me just finish this thought, which is, um, what to eliminate, uh, from your diet, the obvious, you know, the, the candies, the sugars, the soda pops, the processed foods, the packaged foods, the, um, you know, table salt, um, and uh and then depending on your constitution you want to eliminate other things for your particular constitution um for instance you know interestingly enough um a pitta person actually sh- shouldn't be eating as much meat why because it causes th- they have inflammation as part of being pitta and it can increase inflammation right meat red meat um so these are really interesting things to to know. Um, So I just wanted to insert something that popped into my mind, which is about, again, in Ayurveda, we have what's called the six rasas, which are the six tastes. And, um, you know, they're like bitter, pungent, sour, sweet, right? So they're the foods for different constitutions we need different um, tastes to align with our constitution so if you had an oily constitution you would want more bitter right to cut the grease and if you like for instance vata needs more sweet um because they're they're dep- they're they're deprived so they need a little sweetness in their life you know um And there's lots of lots of examples there. Um, And so that's really, really important when you're mixing and matching spices and, and um, curating a diet for yourself. And it can get really fun, you know, like, because if you have like, the whole spectrum to choose from, it's a little overwhelming. But if you know, oh, I can only eat like this portion of what's available. And i what do I choose from there? It's like taking your little menu like, oh, I'm going to take out my Vata Pitta menu and what can Vata Pitta eat? Oh, this and this and this and this. And then it's, then, you know, it, it's sort of like you can cater to yourself and you know what to avoid. Um, and it just makes things a, a lot more manageable and you don't have to, you know, do a big guessing game thing. So that's what I'll say about what to eat. Um, is it's very different for for everyone, but there's things we know we should avoid and as a rule, you know eating clean, sustainable, sustainably farmed, organic, fresh, local, um, seasonal uh, you know eating a, a nice rainbow um, of colors on your on your plate, um, having variety but yet within your um the spectrum that you can that you can eat as f- best for your constitution for best results um and again this can include pickled foods and um ferments you know fermented foods um lots of different uh little fun subcategories um that you can start to get into um you know we you know as we know we have we have dairy we have meats we have Vegetables we have fruits, we have carbohydrates, we have fats, um, so you know we want a little sampling of uh you know a nice well balanced uh meal, and uh that we're gonna eat again at least three times a day and have snacks if we if we're hungry um, again, when to eat, eat when you're hungry <laughs> and uh, you know eat. Unfortunately, we have to eat when we're not hungry. Sometimes, in a way, because um, some of us kind of shut shut off that hunger response, and we we don't actually register when we're hungry, and then we get headaches and and things. So, um, I I eat three meals a day. I usually eat them at about the same time, within a half an hour of about the same time every day. It works for me. Works for my elimination. Um, works for my digestion, and works for my exercise routine, you know, these are all things to get down to get, um, get your body kind of grounded and stable. And that's the first uh, I was been talking in another um, venue about the koshas. So that's the first sheath of, of our, um, our full body makeup is our physical body. And that, that needs to be stabilized first in our life when we're dealing with any kind of um, issues. But, you know, if if you don't have the food thing down, y- you know, you're basically, you're playing kind of like, you're gambling with everything else that you do. You could be doing some awesome energy work, you could be doing some awesome uh, therapy, you could be doing the best exercise, the best yoga practice. But if you're not eating for your body, and um, in the way that you need to be eating on a regular basis and eliminating regularly you haven't you know it's it's you those things are not going to solve that the problem of food so when i'm working with somebody i would always start with their diet always 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 start with the physical so that's a little word to the wise there i think that's foundational absolutely and um and i've done a lot of work myself on on how to maximize um knowing how to eat well um Okay. And then we'll go into how to eat. Okay? And this is this is just as important as both what and when. So, how to eat. Did did anybody tell you how to eat? <laughs> did anybody model, <coughs> excuse me. <coughs> model for you how to eat and that wasn't healthy. <laughs> yeah, so what are some unhealthy ways to eat? well, eating on the run, eating, standing up, eating, um, again, on the go, um, while you're walking around, while you're running out the door, like while you're driving, um, usually these are not good ways to eat. Um, if you need to eat that way, um, you know, it's good to check that and go, wait a minute, why is this a habit for me? And, you know, get that, get that taken care of because, you know the body needs to digest, it needs to assimilate, and then there's, of course, the mood that we eat in, right eating in a you know that's why when you go to a nice restaurant, it's like the lighting and the music, and everybody's like clinking their little wine glasses is little you know just such a like effervescent atmosphere and um you know for, just for the proper digestion um you know everything's happy and feels good, and the body digests well well, that's no mistake uh we We can't digest well under stress. we can't um drown ourselves in our sorrows and our food and you know overeating um or you know eating too fast or um you know playing games with ourselves with our food uh, around like what we can eat and when and I mean this is a really you have to self-examine your habits around food because they run the gamut and um, they will tell you a lot about yourself and what you're dealing with which is you you're dealing with you (laughs) and something in you is not working when the body is getting symptoms and it's in you it's something that you're doing whether or not it's something you picked up from someone else or, a, you know, a reaction or a subconscious pattern, but you know, it, it lies within us. And when we can really start to observe ourselves, then we can make changes, get honest with ourselves and, you know, start to heal. So, um, yeah, I think that it's pretty good around how to eat, um, eat with gratitude, eat with, um, just make sure the food tastes good, you know, like you really, you, you like eating it, um, and do, do your best. Cause I know some people that's, that's just not their thing. Um, <laughs> but there, I think that you'd be surprised if you have a distaste for foods, which I know some people do have, I've, I've talked to people who have, um, see what you can do about that. Like, what do you need? A little, little something more, more sweet or, more more love in the food I mean maybe you didn't your food wasn't made with love when you were a kid and you just don't want it you don't like food it's it just feels you know so there's lots of reasons lots of ways we can heal through through diet and through nourishment and um and then you know of course just the whole idea of cooking for yourself and shopping and picking out the specialty items that you like and, and keeping your fridge organized and, you know, keeping your counter space clean and, and, you know, the, and doing your dishes and, you know, all these things that we can to bring a better energy around our food and around our food making and, you know, sharing food or, or again, just making it special for yourself. And I think that's important to learn how to do is to cook, you know, cook, cook for yourself, cook, you know, just, you know, just one, one meal that that you make special. And you know, you, you sit down and you enjoy it. You don't have to do everything, all these things like light candles, and you don't have to do all the special things. Um, But you know, and, you know, to eat and read to eat and work to eat and, you know, be at your computer, you're just kind of, um, you're gambling you know, with your body. And you're basically telling your body like, Oh, you're, you come second, my mind comes first. And, uh, you know, sorry, you know, you get the shit end of the stick, basically. Um, So I think we have a long way in our culture to to go around food and and healing around food and what that means. Um, Because I've certainly seen, a lot of unhealthy things and experience them and uh yeah it it's a long you know a long way to go from the from the garden to the the table um and making it a good experience so um the very last thing i will say is uh and i could go on and on on this topic really but is about hydration um so that's, that's a, that's a very important topic. So again, you could be eating right. Um, and if you're not properly hydrated or drinking the wrong liquids, you know, um, and I'll be more specific here, then you can run into some big problems. Like again, we all know the coffee issue. If you're drinking too much coffee, if you're, if you're drinking coffee from the very first thing in the morning, you're going to be dehydrated and you're going to be jacked up, no doubt. But so we want to make sure we're drinking, especially first thing in the morning, drinking water. Um, A nice thing to do with your water, of course, is, you know, you can put lemon in it, um, cucumber, cucumber water. Um, I put like a half a teaspoon of Celtic, the gray Celtic salt, which is hydrating in my water first thing in the morning and it's cleansing and it's nourishing and it's hydrating. It's, it's a wonderful little tonic first thing that I drink personally every morning before I do anything else. Um, so what else? Um, yeah, you just want to, you don't want to substitute juices or do, for instance, a lot of sugary juice, uh, you know, a lot of sugary beverages, you know, whether it be um, carbonated, sugary beverages, or to, you know, like even grape juice, or, you know, high concentrated juice, it's good to cut your juice with water, you know, like drink half water, half orange juice, if you're into that, or apple juice, whatever you do. But, you know, if you're going to drink those things, I, again, um, as when I cut out sugar, I cut out a lot of those uh, sweet, highly sweet things um myself and I found that to work for me cuz I was experiencing some you know blood sugar issues and that can be the culprit you know just drinking like too much apple juice <laughs> is a lot of sugar you know um and then some people you know substitute tea for water uh it's it's not tea is not water right um it's not even hydrating apparently and we're not, I'm not even talking about caffeinated tea I'm talking about herbal tea so water is really good and then the added the adding in a little bit of apple cider vinegar to your water um it's good for your joints um it's very cleansing for your digestion you could also do that first thing in the morning um you know making the water kind of palatable if it's harder to drink just plain um you know like i said a little squeeze of lemon or mint or something in there um and i'm a big fan of chia chia seeds in water so you have to make you have to my secret is um to put some to soak them in warm water for like i don't know 15 or 20 minutes and then add them to whatever i'm drinking them with because otherwise they're crunchy and you don't want you want them to be um you know have absorbed water uh all kind of um you know puffed up um when you drink them and, and then you can chew them and they're, um, scrubby, they scrub your intestines and they, 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 they're a nice little energy boost and, um, yeah, just good, good cleansing, you know, on the daily. Um, all right. So there's our, uh, there's our diet podcast and, um, yeah, I, I I love I love this topic because you can't avoid food and <laughs> and it's um it's a, it's a mastery, I believe, cuz it you know, every single day of our lives we're we're facing it multiple times a day. And uh if you know how to eat, if you know how to eat, what to eat and when to eat, then you're doing good. And uh if you know your constitution, even better, vata pitta kapha, or the combination of, and if you know the the six rasas, the six tastes, that can help you too. So, um, yeah, once again, um, to you know, you can get in touch with me to to have a consultation for your specific needs around uh, find out your we can figure out what your constitution is and figure out what your best diet would be. And it's a great place to start. Um, you can find me at b e r n b a u m dot com, And, um, I'd be happy to chat with you and see how I can help and, um, answer any questions and share, share some, um, feedback and experience that I've had and, um, with different things. So, yeah, get in touch. And it's well worth it. It's well worth um, your time and energy to to make this uh, change in your life to get more sustainable around food. So may this serve you well. And uh, bon appetit. And I'll see you in the next podcast. Thank you so much for tuning in.